Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Pastor Vance Mansfield, and today we are going to start talking about judgment. We are going to find out exactly what the Bible says about judgment so that we can come to understand when it is that we are in actuality going to be judged, who is going to judge us, and how we're going to be judged. Now, we're going to go through some scriptures, and I'm going to do quite a bit of reading because I feel like that there are a lot of people that require the scripture to prove these type of messages. So I want you, if you can, to open a Bible with me. If you're traveling or driving or doing something, I don't want this to be a distraction to you. So just listen along, and you can always go back and replay it. You can go back and re-listen to all of our series and all of our broadcasts. So if you have a Bible, we're going to start in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1. It says, To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to render and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. Verse 9, For what profit hath he that worketh in that wherein he laboreth? I have seen the travail which God hath given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he hath set the world. Now, I want to go back and look at verse 10 real quick. He said, I have seen the travail. That means employment or business, which God hath given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he hath set the world in their heart. See it? So that no man can find out the work of God, the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. Excuse me. Verse 12. I know that there is no good in them, but for a man to rejoice and to do good in his life. And also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of his labor. It is the gift of God. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it that men should reverence before him. That which has been is now, 
and that which is to be has already been. And God requireth that which is past. The word requireth means search out. God searches out that which is past. Why does God search out that which is past? Because he's constantly improving. God is always getting better, just like we should be getting better. Yeah, I, I know that's a little hard to understand there and to deal with. So let me explain to you. If you go through your Bible in the Old Testament, you will read about a God that got angry and started destroying things, started breaking stuff. Well, if he was the same God and responded the same way that he did then, right now, none of us would be here. We'd all be gone. We'd all be vaporized, killed off, dead. Verse 16, and moreover, I saw under the sun the place of judgment. That wickedness was there and the place of righteousness. That iniquity was there. Now, if you're following along in your Bible, I want you to hold your place there in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 16. We're going to come back to it. But I want to look at a phrase here. I, moreover, I saw under the sun the place of judgment. Under the sun, S-U-N, or under the S-O-N, which is in actuality the same difference. Under him would be a chair, right? Because he's seated on his throne, and the word throne means chair. So under the sun is a chair or a throne. Now look at this. I'm going to read a scripture to you so you understand where he's at. Acts chapter 7, verse 48. Howbeit the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands, also saith the prophet. In verse Acts 7, verse 49, he says, Heaven is my throne, or my chair. The earth is my footstool. The word footstool is a masculine noun. Think about it. A person which is the enemy or foe, which is part of the fulfillment of the bruising of the heel. That's why I said in Luke 10, 19, behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall hurt you. And then in verse 49, he goes on to say, What house will you build me, saith the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Now, we've come to find out that we are in actuality God's rest. We are the place where he sits down in us and takes his rest. So he said his throne is in, or his chair is in heaven, or heaven is his seat. Now, if heaven is his seat, then how can he possibly also be seated in us? Because he breathed on you and imparted that heavenly realm inside of you. That's where the whole, the Holy Ghost, that's the whole purpose of the Holy Ghost is to bring that spirit and that presence and that realm inside of his own creation, which is you. 
That was his plan from the beginning, is to dwell in you. That's why on the seventh day, God made man, or on the sixth day, I'm sorry, God made man, and on the seventh day, he rested. Why did he rest? Because he gave Adam, or the man that he created, dominion over all the earth. What earth? You have ruling authority over your earth. What is your earth? That is your dominion. That is your physical body. It is your, what surrounds your physical body. You, your atmosphere, you have dominion over it. So if we are God's rest, let me show you something. In Revelation 3.20, he said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in unto him. And I will sup with him and he with me. Now look, heaven is his throne. We are his rest. He's actually seated in us. Look at this. Verse 21, Revelation chapter 3, verse 21 said, To him that overcome will I grant to sit with me in my throne. I will grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. Now, I want you to see what he's talking about here. So I want you, if you're following along, I'm going to go to Ephesians chapter one, verse 17. Maybe you're wondering why we're jumping around. The Bible said, rightly dividing the word of truth, a workman need not be ashamed. So you've got to understand that all of the Bible responds to all of the Bible. And if you want to paint the entire picture, it's kind of like a puzzle. We just put these scriptures together. We're not making it say what we want to. These scriptures are in association to what is being said. So Ephesians chapter one, verse 17, that God, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him that your eyes, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Look at this. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Look at that. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him, look at this, at his own right hand in the heavenly. Now, what does it mean that he set him at his own right hand in the heavenly? It means he set him at the authority, at the power, at the majesty of his self in the heavenly far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come now what does he mean far above these things have you ever dealt with a situation and just it might have been a bad situation and you said i'm above that or like i'm beyond that i'm over that type thing That's what he's talking about here. Verse 22, and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head 
over all things to the church. Now look, verse 23, which is his body. Look at that. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 23, which is his body. Now look, let's read on the rest of that verse. The fullness of him that filleth all in all. The fullness of him that filleth all in all. Now, if you're holding your place in Ecclesiastes, go ahead and turn on to verse 17 with me. And we're going to keep reading. I said in mine heart, God shall judge the righteous and the wicked, for there is a time there for every purpose and every work. I said in mine heart concerning the estate of the sons of men that God might manifest them and that they might see that they themselves are beasts, which just simply means to be mute. So what is it? What is he saying that we're beasts or to be mute? He's simply saying, that we don't, when he manifests us, we don't speak out of our own self. We are mute. We just shut up. We let him do the talking. For that which befalleth the sons of men befalleth beasts. Even one thing befalleth them, as one dieth, so dieth the other. Yea, they have all one breath, so that a man hath no preeminence above a beast, for all is vanity. What is he saying? Look at this. I'm going to show you a verse to answer that. Psalms 49, 19. He shall go to the generation of his fathers. They shall never see light. He shall go to the generation of his fathers. They shall never see light. There are many of you that are listening to me right now whose family, your mother, your father, your family has gone to church all of your life and maybe raised you in a church. And when you started to read the Bible for yourself, you did not read what your church was teaching you. You maybe read it like I read it which we're not saying that they're all wrong just because we all don't see things exactly eye to eye. That's not what we're saying. But there are a lot of teachings that are going through these organized religious establishments that are not at all biblical. He shall go to the generation of his fathers. I've done this. They shall never see light. I still have people that I have gone to, that have yet to see the light. Verse 20. Man that is in honor and understandeth not is like the beasts that perish. Now you can understand what he's talking about. The sons of men, the word men is actually the word Adam. The sons of Adam 
which were called the sons of God, who could not get the revelation. They could not get the understanding. Are like beasts that perish. Let's go back to Ecclesiastes. Let's finish reading our, our section here. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 20. All go unto one place, all are of the dust, and all return, or all turn to dust again. Who knoweth the spirit of man that goeth upward, and the spirit of the beast that goeth downward to the earth? Wherefore, I perceive that there is nothing better than that a man should rejoice in his own works, for that is his portion. For who shall bring him to see what shall be after him? Now that we have laid a foundation to this series, we can start to look into God's plan of judgment and when he will begin to judge the world. You cannot miss tomorrow's episode. We are going to go in depth into the parts of judgment that have been in question in your minds for most of your lives. Some of you for all of your Christian lives and some of you who may not be Christians and may not go to church and may not even study your Bible who are listening to me right now. You are going to have some of your questions answered about judgment. So tune in tomorrow. We are going to air at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, 5 a.m. Mountain Time, and 4 a.m. Pacific Time. Those are all U.S. times. If you're around the world listening to us, we thank you all so much for tuning into these broadcasts. And I have already gotten responses from these podcasts that we're airing. Thank you so much for all of your kind words. I am so glad that we can be a blessing to you and to help clarify some of the scriptures. So continue to write to me, continue to send your questions in, and we are going to answer your questions on these broadcasts. You can go to pastorvancemansfield.com and you can write me. If you're not on the mailing list, please join the mailing list so you can be notified of all the things that we're doing. And if we come to your area for a live service or a live meeting, you can be notified. We'll actually send you a message to let you know that we're coming to your area. So tune in tomorrow and we are going to begin our study on God's plan of judgment and when he will begin to judge the world. I'm Pastor Vance Mansfield, and have a very, very blessed day.